Uh, we'll be looking at ministry in Matthew, and particularly 19, just so there's two verses. But before we get to those two verses, just wanted to start thinking about church, and start thinking about church as an entity and as it exists, and you who are with us at home too, uh, and online, to think about that as well. And I'm going to start just by a name of a church, a 3C church, which is Christian City churches yeah they're australian charismatic kind of movements and it really is 3c is in three locations they have in byron bay ballina and yamba uh, but that name 3c there's other um, churches i don't know if you heard of the 3x church or triple x church heard of that one it's a u.s church and it actually is an evangelistic kind of movement of about 20 years and they're particularly helping people who have uh, porn addiction. So they've reached out into uh, that kind of community and space and they've got helpful accountability systems where you can elect a person and an email will be sent to them about what you've looked at on the internet uh, to help your accountability and things like that. One of the, one of the uh, slogans or one of the quotes which they appreciate is from this man. Do you know who he is? Of course you do, don't you? That's Augustine. Augustine was a theologian and he was also not only a, a theologian, but he was a philosopher, so he talked of wisdom and he was in the 4th century. He was also a bishop and he was made Bishop Augustine of Hippo. And this is, this is his quote. He says this, that, the, that the church, when he's talking about the church, he says the church is a hospital for sinners, not a museum for saints. So have a look around you. Are you seeing more of a hospital or more of a museum? Don't laugh. <laughs> but understand uh, his quote that Jesus was a friend of sinners and tax collectors, wasn't he? And he should be really reaching into people. And our lives are really broken and we come together as broken people looking for Jesus to put us together uh, so I think that's a helpful thing to think of but we have 3C church we have 3X or triple X church but as Mark alluded to uh, I want to share and think about 5M church now uh, you could flip those around and it could be instead of 5M M5 and I went to church in Sydney which is right next door to the M5 motorway and uh, Lynn and others Lynn I know that that the Baptist Church at Beverly Hills is very close to the M5. But I'm not talking about motorway as I talk about M5. I'm thinking about five functions of the church and five functions as a church. Now, it could, you could get confused with fivefold ministry, which comes from Ephesians 4. And you have that printed on your outline. There's an outline if that is of help to you. And in the fivefold ministries, uh, you will see. There on Ephesians 4, it says, Now there are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Uh, so 5M is not to be confused with fivefold ministry, but fivefold functions of the church. Some churches that are large churches staff in this way, that they have a staff member for each of these functions. 
Uh, some of them have a, have a responsibility, and maybe they don't have five uh, members on staff, but they have a responsibility over one of these things. So I just want to see if you can think of five functions of the church, core business that we do, that Jesus calls his church to. Now, see if you can come up with five. You've got one minute to do it. Uh, use your friend next to you. Five functions of the church, beginning with M. Go for it. Okay, tick, 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 tick. It's been a bit of a minute, minute to win it this morning, has it? You only got a minute to do that. But we'll move on to think of the first one, which, did anyone say mission? Yay, okay, good. Excellent. This is kind of Matthew 28 stuff. It's probably one of the go-to ones, and most of us probably would, would guess. And some people actually swap the M for a G and come up with five G words. But 5G Church may have a few issues with... Uh, communication maybe, I don't know, um, people's conspiracy theories or other things, but we'll stick with 5M, yeah? First one being mission. And the G word that would go with this one would be go, that's right, Matthew 28, go and make disciples. This is that idea of being a mission-minded church that are making and multiplying his followers. Mission-minded church. Now, uh, how do you do that? How do you make disciples? Well, we have a structure or we have uh, something which helps us do that and we call it the discipleship pathway that we connect with people, we win people to Jesus, we build them, we train them and we send them. Well, that's for a different time, that, that five um, structure, a strategy. But thinking about being a missional church and it's good that we've had a bit of a focus on that this month and to hear from our mission partners and different mission partners and just to hear a little bit and think a little bit today about Cambodia as well. That's the first one. An important function and business of Jesus' church to be on mission. Second one that I have down is members. Anyone think about that? Yeah? This is, oh, you could say membership, but it's being a member of the body of Christ. So being a member, part of the body. Um, I don't know if you come up with a G that fits with this. Um, a gold member, I don't know. <laughs> uh, member of the body and every member functioning to make up the whole. So this is the real idea when you, you think of this part and how important it is to be a functioning part of the body and that each function has a part to play. At ABCH, we have formal membership as well. And on our Zoom quarterly, we'll get to welcome uh, the walkers to formal men membership. Yeah, you can get excited about that. But make sure you join us on Zoom too to welcome them as well. And if you're interested about that, I'd love to talk to you more about how that happens. But this is being thinking about full body membership, um, functioning body membership body being built up and working together as a whole. It's an important part of being part of Jesus' church and playing our part in that, uh, which part we play. Third one, function of the church is on about, anyone get that? Three, is anyone up to three? Yeah, good, oh, nice, thumbs up for my wife. Maturity and the church is to be built up in love. When you get to Ephesians 4, 
that's the kind of stuff where it's thinking about, if you look at Ephesians 4 as a whole, it's talking about being built up in love and um, coming to maturity in Christ. And in Colossians, uh, if you were to look there, it's growing as the church. And I suppose there's the G word, isn't it? Maturing is on about growing and growing up. And we're saying to our kids and our youth, what do we want of them? We want them to grow up and mature, don't we? Sometimes you say grow up in that time, but we want them to grow up, don't we? Into maturity, to what uh, they're called to be and what they were meant to be. And that is the same with the church, to be a mature church. Reaching maturity, maturity in how we behave with one another, how we interrelate with one another, our interpersonal relationships and our actions as well. So there are records of immature church and you only have to turn to Corinthians and see some of the things that are happening there. And maybe someone looking in and into our church may see some areas where we could grow up in as well. And it'd be interesting to have outside eyes look in and see what they say about where we might need to grow or mature in. But full maturity, um, who wants to be an immature church? Put up your hand. No, who wants to be a mature church? Let's see. This is voting. You got It's compulsory. Okay, I think we've got 100%. Well, let's pray that we are the mature church and growing into that mature church that God calls us to be. So the first three, we have a church that is missional, on mission. Secondly, a church that has members. Uh, you know, if, if we're reaching out and if we are going out, as a missional church, we should be growing up as in members as well and members that are using their gifts and working well as a healthy and a whole body um, membership. And then that, that, that body is then growing and maturing and becoming strong and a strong body, a well-developed body, uh, we might say. But the fourth one that I think of in the fourth one for us today is ministry. Anyone get the 4M word? Yeah? Oh, good. Excellent. When we get to ministry, we're getting closer to where we're going to look at in a moment, but in Matthew 20 and verse 28 particularly, Jesus, I have it printed there for you. Jesus says, For the, even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve um, and he says, uh, not to be served, but to serve others and give his life as a ransom for many. And so ministry is about service. Or the G word we might use is about giving and being a steward of those that giving or steward of that service. And we thought about stewardship particularly last week. Uh, a ministry-minded church is one that serves and serves wholeheartedly in their giving. Giving to uh, and service of each other as the saints, but also serving the world and the community around us that God has put us with. The fifth M and the final one for us today is a church that magnifies. And I don't know if you got this one. 
might be a bit of a stretch. The easier G word is glorify or glory. And when we looked at 1 Kings 8, uh, that's really what's happening in that prayer or the glory of God is coming into the temple. Our kids are looking at that today. But glorifying God, when you go to spaces like Corinthians 10, where he tells them there, in whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. And um, magnifying his name as the Lord and the Lord Jesus. Matthew 25, it says there, you may have it there if you've got that insert printed out, Matthew 25, 31 says, but when the Son of Man, Jesus again, calling himself the Son of Man, comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit upon his glorious throne. And uh, isn't that the time that we're waiting for, seeing Jesus in his full reign, uh, being in his place with him on the throne in his kingdom? Uh, Well, that's a quick summary of the five m's i hope you caught them all but i'm going to get you to just apply that for a little bit now and get you to share again with one another those that are online can share with each other or text in what you think what i want you to do is talk and think about what are our strengths in the m's as a church what do you think our strengths are what are our possible strengthening areas that we could be strengthening out of those five maybe label which one is would it be our weakest which would be our strongest I'd love to hear your opinion on that. But take a moment now to share with those around you. Remember, it's minute to win it, so you only got a minute. Go for it. And you only have five, four, three, two, one. I'd be interested to hear and love to hear your conversations about that. Did you make sure you had all the five written down? You did remember the five, yes? But please... Do share and continue to share that, but continue to think after how we can live into those five-fold functions of being part of the church and Jesus' church. I want us just to focus now on ministry and thinking about ministry in 2022. And we're looking particularly at ministry in Matthew, and uh, that's one that I really want us to kind of focus in on ministry this, this year. And uh, Matthew, 20, uh, Matthew 19 and 20, we actually see Jesus ministering in Judea. Uh, we're going to look at Matthew 19 and 20 over the next month. So we'll focus in on, on that section. But in 19, if you've got it there, in verse 1, it says, When Jesus had finished saying these things, he left Galilee and went into the region of Judea on the other side of the Jordan. Large crowds followed him and he healed them there. And so we have Jesus transitioning here from ministry in Galilee, that's a region, uh, Nazareth and up the top northern end, to now moving into a section closer in down towards Jerusalem, uh, Judea. And so he'll focus and this section focuses in on his time ministering there. So we'll get to look in closely at that over the next month. But if you go to 21, and chapters 21, it says there, as they approached Jerusalem, they came to Bethpager on the Mount of Olives. And we see Jesus there. So that section finishes from his time ministering in Judea 
and it then moves into Jerusalem. So in Matthew 19 and 20, that's where the focus area is and ministry in that area. Uh, but before that, we have a whole, whole focus area that's in Galilee. So chapters 4 through to 18. And 4 through to 18, this is ministry in and around the region of Galilee. Uh, Galilee, can anything good come from Galilee? Or Nazareth, that was the area. Remember Nathaniel said that. Uh, he said, can anything good come from, come from there? This is the Sea of Galilee, is up that way. Remember the storm that Jesus was in with his followers in the boat and in that region too, they even have a thing called the Jesus boat. I've seen the Jesus boat. You've heard about the Jesus boat? When the Sea of Galilee was in a, a drought time and it was receding, they made this discovery or some people, just random people, uh, made a discovery of a bit of timber sticking out on the shore. When they dug out they found out that this was a boat and they discovered that this was a boat from a long time ago the first century and now there's a whole story of how they actually exhumed it and got it out and it's a pretty detailed story but the boat was about 8.3 meters long I think and 2.3 meters wide and probably typical of one that Jesus would have been in in his time first century the Jesus boat anyway I got a chance and others who were over there with me, got a chance to see that. Uh, when we were there, I got a chance to swim in the Sea of Galilee. One, one morning, or one day, afternoon I think it was, there was a pole maybe about a third of the way across. And I thought, I reckon I could swim to that. So I gave it a go. <laughs> and also was baptised in, in, in those waters there too. But I want to show you a quick little video. And can we go to the video? It's only a one, guess what? It's a one minute video. A one-minute video just to give you a little look at the surroundings. It's down the bottom on the second screen, this screen on this side, and And if you listen carefully, there's some um, highly technical commentary. Uh, just hit play in the middle, Anne, in the middle. Could hear the excitement in the voice, couldn't you? Yeah, so that's the region we're talking about. And in verse 4, uh, sorry, in chapter 4 where it starts, and if you just flick with it, uh, flicking your Bible back to there, you might see that there's a time marker that Matthew gives us. He says, from that time on, Jesus began preaching. So just before that, he had his baptism in Matthew 3, and we'll get back to Matthew 3 next week as we have baptisms. But Matthew 4 then, he says from that time on, he's preaching, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is come near or at hand. And that idea of repentance, uh, which I talked to a couple last week and we had a conversation about that, uh, the being sorry for our sin and actually turning away from those sins. And so Jesus is preaching repentance uh, for the kingdom is near. So that starts then in, in chapter 4, and that's very much his public ministry starts then. So he's, he's working. John goes into prison, and that's his kind of signal for the ministry that he starts in Galilee. And uh, then uh, moving through, he's gathering his disciples in that time. He's actually a very public thing, that sermon, Sermon on the 
Mount, that's right. He's doing miracles with people publicly. And then he's sending out his 12 on mission in chapter 10. And remember, Richard took us through chapter 10 a little while ago. And then in, cha- in chapter 16, in that section in Galilee, still, he moves from public ministry to really private, private ministry. Because in 1621, he goes on to explain to his disciples his passion. And then he'll be transfigured before three of them. And so this is the private part of his ministry. And three times he'll tell his followers here that he'll suffer. He says that it's the essential part, that he reaches Jerusalem. And uh, Matthew really is pointing to Jerusalem. And uh, the whole focus is, is, is heading there. And privately, he calls them aside at different times. If you look at, if you're writing stuff down, 1719 and 18.1. So in 16, 17 and 18, he's privately talking to his followers and giving them instruction at that time. And then in 19, it's public ministry. And that's in the region of Judea. And uh, we see them, he's meeting there with children uh, as a crowd and there's a, and there's a rich young ruler that comes in and he's talking about vineyards and those things uh, that happen in that section. So we have his public and private thing happening and then a public thing where he publicly ministers in, uh, in 19 and then in 20, he actually calls his disciples together again and he has a private word to them. So... If you have a look over the page, and starting from verse 17, it says, Now as Jesus was growing up, going up to Jerusalem, as he was getting to go there, he took the twelve disciples aside and said to them, We're going to Jerusalem. Notice there he goes on to talk about what will happen there. And we're reminded in 16, because in 1621, when he started talking to them privately, He says this, From then on Jesus began to tell his disciples plainly that it was necessary for him to go up to Jerusalem and that he would suffer many terrible things at the hands of the elders, that the lead priests and at the teachers of the religious law. He would be killed, but on the third day he would rise from the dead. And so we have this public and private thing happening in uh, both these sections. Uh, But just to continue on and focus in on 19, because in 19, uh, in Matthew in general, there's a getting closer to Jerusalem. And he's going from the outside to the inn. So out of Galilee, then he's moving in, Judea, and then to Jerusalem. And Matthew, as a story, is really culminating at that point. And it's like Jesus' one ultimate journey to Jerusalem. The necessary thing and his main ministry will be there and that will be him giving of himself and so that's the whole point of Matthew it's different in Acts where it's the opposite right the ministry is going from Jerusalem and it's going out the other way isn't it Judea Samaria and it's going out to the ends of the earth here in Matthew 20 19 and 20 19 where he speaks to them publicly, 20 when he's speaking to his followers privately. The very heartbeat of ministry is about serving. And he says in 28, 
just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. Well, as we come to wrap up in these chapters, I want us to apply that to us for a moment. We're seeing Jesus' ministry. We've seen his ministry of a public and private nature. Seen his ministry in Galilee and Judea. And I want us just to focus now for a little bit on the ministry that we are involved in and the ministry that you're involved in. Firstly, starting with us as a collective, what is our ministry as a church? Uh, What is our main ministry? What should be our main ministry or could be our ministry? I don't know if you've thought much about that. Uh, Sometimes you can think, well, what are public ministries and what are more private ministries? I don't know if you've characterized them like that before. Uh, What are some of the public ministries we're involved in? Well, I think firstly of Scripture in schools. And maybe when you think of public and private, you think public is go-to, private is more come-to. And one of our definite public ministries is in a public school where we go to in Scripture in schools and people that are involved in, in that, in Scripture in schools... Uh, baptism is, depending I suppose where you have it, is a very public nature in that regard, if you're doing it outside the church building, uh, which we'll be doing next, next week. Uh, Facebook, is that public? Uh, I suppose it depends on your settings, but it's a pretty public f- platform, isn't it? And our, our things that we put on Facebook. Mums Connect, uh, what did you say that is? It's, it is a bit of both, isn't it? It's a, a public ministry in it is that it's open to the public and there was like at least 30 mums here on Friday. It was pumping in that room and each of them had a baby or two. And so, and, and my neighbour came for the first time. I got to walk in there and saw her and that was exciting, her two boys. Um, I was very excited about that. Um, but that is also a come to as in it's in this, you know, on our, on our property, so to speak. Um, what, are, what are other private or more private ministries that we have? Our life groups uh, in homes, in, in privately in people's homes. Although they're not closed groups, they're open to others to come, but they are more private in that nature. Uh, if you're in a mentoring relationship, one-to-one or one-to-two or one-to-a-few, uh, that would be, I, I'd class that as a more private thing. And uh, women's ministry or, or men's ministry, that's, you know, ministry within here, uh, building up people that are here. But uh, that, that's us thinking about our ministry and I don't know what you think should be our main ministry. I'd love to keep talking to you about that. Uh, and if you think we're, we're doing our main ministry and or if there's new ministries that we might be venturing into and God's leading us to, I'd love to hear your thoughts and keep talking and having conversations about that. But I want to move us to what is your ministry. And when I say your ministry, I mean the one that you're involved in, the one that Jesus is using. It's not your ministry, actually. It's Jesus' ministry, but he's uh, working through you. And I say that just because as we talked about stewardship last week, um, it's important to think. Ministry can be yours if you do it in your own strength, but it's actually Jesus' ministry working through you. What have you been involved in? What has been the ministry you've been involved in? 
Is it, uh, or how long have you been in that ministry? When do you finish up being in a ministry and change or transition to another? Um, it's good to start thinking. It's good to think, are you more excited about private ministry or public ministry? If we're thinking in some of those categories. What really stirs your heart? It'd be good to consider that. Uh, what a, uh, what, or, or what ministries would you like to be involved in? Maybe you're not, but you'd like to be involved in a certain ministry. Maybe it's men's ministry. Maybe it's the music ministry. Um, maybe it's mentoring, in, more in mentoring relationships that you'd be keen to be involved in. Maybe it's outreach and church planting. Anyone excited about that? Or is that something that you would think you'd like to have a go at? I'll send you. No, but are there new ministries? Uh, one of the newest ones I think of is Inner Healing uh, that Maggie's been doing. Uh, you might want to talk to her more about that, but having that journey with Jesus and allowing Him into our life to heal sections of our life. Or are there other new ministries that have come upon us recently to flood families and the opportunity that we had in that regard? Uh, what ministry are you involved in? Well, Jesus ministers through you uh, as, as us as individuals and there might be ministries beyond these walls, obviously. But Jesus' ministry uh, through us as a collective as well and what we're involved in. And next week we'll look at the ministry of baptism. But let me gather our thoughts together now as we finish and bring our ministry, Jesus' ministry, before him and ask him to help focus our hearts on the things that we should be serving in. Let's pray. Dear Lord God, we want to thank you so much that you gift your church. Uh, we look in Romans 12 and you tell us about those different gifts that there are. We look in 1 Corinthians 12 and you remind us of how you've gifted uh, some parts of your church. And Lord God, we're reading a word in Ephesians 2. There's many different gifts and there are many different ways that we can serve. We thank you that you involve us in your actions in this world. Uh, you gift us and you give us ministry and service. And we ask, Lord God, that we may be good MPs, uh, ministers of your precious gifts that you have given. And Lord God, we want to be ones that actually uh, use that for good of those people who you put around us and those people that are in our community and the world in which you have placed us. So we ask, Lord God, that you may continue and Holy Spirit stir in our hearts some of this conversation and those thoughts that we've had. Lord God, we want to be a church that are, that are living out those functions, those five M's. And we ask, Lord God, that you'll give us greater in insight how we can be that missional church. Lord God, how we can be that uh, maturing church. Lord God, we want to be a, a church uh, that is uh, growing up and serving. Uh, Lord God, bring all these things to us and help us in all of this to be a church that magnifies your holy name and brings praise to you. And we ask this in your name. Amen. Let's stand, friends, and bring glory and honour to him in song and worship.